Good to have you. Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to kind of change gears. We'll get back into, and I promise, we're going to get back into the discussion regarding Joe Barry, the Packers, the defensive coordinator situation. We're going to talk at the end of the show about uh, the Brewers signing. And no doubt uh, we're uh, going to talk with uh, Jim Ozarski coming up here momentarily. Jim obviously covers uh, the Milwaukee Bucks for the Journal Sentinel. Jim was on the air with us yesterday when news broke that Adrian Griffin was fired. So uh, we're going to be chatting with uh, Jim coming up here and uh, kind of get his thoughts now 24 hours, less than 24 hours reflectively, since uh, Adrian Griffin was fired, Joe Prunty was the interim, and now Doc Rivers has been hired as the head coach of your Milwaukee Bucks. So we're going to be talking with Jim uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. So um, we, uh, you know, we're going to be uh, chatting with Jim coming up here in just a second. Uh, here's one other thing, one other side note. Um, and I just thought this was interesting. I was uh, up this morning. I don't know if you were listening to it. Uh, and I don't know if you pay attention to it over on, uh, I think it's CBS sports or whatever, but, uh, Boomer and Geo, uh, were talking about Jordan Love and his, uh, Jordan Love was, you know, fighting with Brock Purdy, uh, for the, you know, the, uh, the win, so to speak, Aaron Rodgers posted a video of himself knocking a hole in one on the golf course during that you know his off season and posting pictures of him golfing first round since the surgery and blah 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 and uh geo wondered out out loud he said i wonder if the timing of the video was premeditated given how jordan love was you know leading rogers former team into the divisional round and going blow for blow with uh the you know the, the what's considered to be the best team in the afc and boomer sison said of course he did it's funny to think that Aaron Rodgers would be that narcissistic to be, to be like, you know, my replacement is in the playoffs keeping up with the 49ers. Let me put something out there just to reestablish my dominance uh, between the back and forth between him and Geo. And Love wound up throwing the interception. But uh, when you look at these players that the Packers have in the offense you're running, would Aaron Rodgers be doing that, uh, according to Asias? And he said, that's not his game. In other words, the young guys know. That's not his game. That with the young guys, he'd be saying, "Let Cobby coach him up. Let uh, you know, let, let Alan Lazard be the guy." When it went, and remember what he said. Remember what he said last year. Well, that's training camp's not for me, you know, and, and the off-season workouts aren't for me. They should be up to speed by the time I get there, and then they're on my level. My level. And that was that was Rogers' take. So Esaison's like, no, he's absolutely, he's that narcissistic. He's posting the hole-in-one. He's posting the shot with his guys. Look at me. I'm okay. Everybody can breathe easy. The, the New York world can now swirl around me again when everybody else is looking at Jordan Love going, wow, this guy's better than Rodgers because he actually lowered himself to be able to sit down with his offensive linemen. He sat down with his offensive group. He sat down with his wide receivers. He sat down with his tight ends. He's having them over to his house. He's going to the, the offensive lineman dinner on Tuesday. He's showing up for that. He's doing anything and everything he can to be just like when Rodgers took over for Favre and Rodgers didn't want to do his presser at uh, the podium because Favre did. He wanted to be the anti-Favre, when in essence he became the, the, the Favre-esque 2.0. So, anyway, um, there you go. So that's uh, that's 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 the rather interesting scenario that came out over the weekend. Not that I really give two dams about what Rogers was doing when it comes to the golf side of things, but I did feel it was interesting that they are in New York, 
and the conversation about how good Jordan Love, how good Matt LaFleur, how good this offense, how good the wide receivers, how good the tight ends, how good Aaron Jones has been, and all of a sudden it goes back to why is Rodgers posting now right in the middle of all of this? Oh, it's because the world had forgotten about him a little bit. That's what Aaron Rodgers can do to a radio host, by the way. It's a simple Instagram post. You're trying to think of the the reasoning behind it and why did he post this now and what was he trying to say? Like, he yeah. can he can get you chasing your tail in sports radio and sports talk pretty easily. Yep. That's funny. And that's that's because that's what he's done. And and people think that, you know, oh, he's whimsical, oh, this and that. He is the most probably one of the most intelligent and calculated people I have ever met. And that's not a bad thing. That's a very good trait. He is unbelievably intelligent. It is a compliment. But when it comes to that narcissistic side, as everybody keeps referring to, he is unbelievably calculated. Unbelievably calculated. So I I don't, I, I would kind of lend a little credence to that. So... Uh, we are awaiting Jim Ozarski. Uh, we'll talk with him as soon as he becomes available. I, oh, let's do this. We just got him. Uh, let's do this. Uh, Jim Ozarski joining us, Journal Sentinel covering uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So, Jim, uh, it is now sunk in. Adrian Griffin out, Joe Prunty in, Joe Prunty out, uh, Doc Rivers in. Give me your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, well, first, Bill, I do have to say this. Look, since I've, I've joined you uh, since the start of this season, you have been on, hey, is Adrian Griffin going to get replaced? And I, and I always push back with that. Because I, I, I couldn't get an answer on, okay, well, who's better? Who's, who's the replacement? Because to me, Joe Prunty in the long term wasn't going to get them where they want to go. So I, I will, I'll give you that. I mean, look, it, it was pretty obvious to see things weren't right. Um, and I, I guess the answer to that question for, for John Horst and Buck's ownership was Doc Rivers. And I guess I didn't, I didn't see Doc being – the equivalent of Craig Council, right? Like, like, you know, Ross was good to go in Chicago until he wasn't, right? Because Craig was available. Right. Um, Doc's, Doc's the guy, I, I think, for two reasons. One, I mean, he, he does have a championship ring as a head coach. Granted, it was a very long time ago in 2008. Um, he's mm-hmm. been to one other finals in 2010. Um, and he, look, he, 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 Doc does have a bit of gravitas, right? Um, it, when he walks in a room, when he speaks, he can command that. And look, the Bucks thought Adrian Griffin had that too. I think once the roster changed with Damian Lillard in particular, Bill, and the way things were going, you know, over at jsonline.com, you can break, you know, it, I have why the Bucks did this. I, I don't think Adrian ever established that voice. He never really established that command. And then it started to bleed over into performance in terms of, you know, the defense things we've talked about. So, uh, look, plenty of questions with Doc Rivers, Bill. I, I don't know if this is a magic wand here, but it makes sense from those levels that Doc's won a ring. He's coached superstars. Now we'll find out if, uh, if he can do it again, you know, all these years later and, and the Marquette alumnus coming home. So, okay, now let, let, me, let me ask you specifically. This is a guy that's got veteran experience. Does he now ha- hold more, say, credence in that locker room uh, than, you know, than, say, even Budenholzer? Uh, look, I, I think – Bud, that's interesting because I think for the, the players who won a title with Bud, 
I don't know if that's ever more than that. Like, that's the guy who took you there. Doc is still just an idea, <laughs> right? That, that, oh, well, he's done it in the past. We've seen him across the sidelines from us. We've spoken to him, you know, um, you know, oh, he coached KG, you know, back in 15 years ago. You know, that, that's going to carry something for sure, Bill. Um, and I do think that's why he was – like, I, if Doc Rivers was – currently employed by another NBA team. I, I'm curious if this happens. I, I feel like he, him being available, the Bucks seeing the, where this was going, it just sort of matched up. But you're right. I, I do think he walks in with a, bit of, with a bit of respect, a bit of heft. And look, part of it's going to be because of the circumstance. Like they just fired right. a coach who's 30 and 13 for this guy. So there's also going to be a little bit of, oh, okay. Well, you're the man, so let, let's find out. So, okay, now moving forward, here's the next question. Um, the, I was listening nationally today, and they were cru- just crucifying Giannis, saying, look, you had Scott Skiles, you loved him. Joe Prunty was then the guy. Then you get Budenholzer, you loved him. Then Budenholzer was out. Joe Prunty was the guy. Then uh, all of a sudden you get Adrian Griffin, who you put the stamp of approval on. Now he's out. Joe Prunty was the guy, and he was the guy for all of about 24 hours. And now it's Doc Rivers. At what point does Giannis have to look himself in the mirror and say, look, I need to be the guy, the voice, to raise everybody up around me? Yeah, look, Giannis is not free and clear in this bill because this is the first time he was directly involved in the hiring of a coach. You know, he sat in on all those interviews. He was the one who had to sign off on, uh, as, you're, as you're right, on Adrian Griffin being the guy. Um, that, <laughs> that's known. Um, and, but clearly, you know, and, and I wrote about this over at JSOnline.com, Bill, Giannis also quickly became a, a vocal, you know, someone who, who really tried to push Griff and, and, you know, express his displeasure with things, if you will. I mean, look, you and I spoke after Giannis ranted on January 6th after saying there's no pride on defense. We need better coaching. You know, um, the tenor of his conversations, his language changed at that moment. Because back in, in you know, December, Bill, and they lost in Vegas, and that report came out about Bobby and Griff going back and forth, Giannis said the same things. He said we were disorganized on offense. He said there were miscommunications. But at that point, Bill, he was still saying it's the players. It has nothing to do with Griffin. So somewhere between in the last month, you know, he lost Giannis in this as well. And look, the, the guy flexed a little bit, right? A new coach was hired, and it, and it didn't really work. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's he got the guy fired, per se, Um but it definitely, you know, it's just one of those uh, unsuccessful elements of being a superstar, if you will. Now, uh, obviously, moving forward, the expectations are higher because it's not just, hey, we're going to get by anymore. This is we're bringing in Doc Rivers. He's like you said, he's got a ring, albeit years ago. Uh, this is a guy that's got experience. This is a guy that's a name. This is a guy that is supposed to be here to wrap his arms around the organization and elevate. Do we now suddenly expect this team to be better defensively, to be different on the floor than what we've seen in the past. <laughs> yeah, they keep um, they keep raising the stakes here, Bill. Um, which, on one hand, I think if you're a, a Milwaukee sports fan, this is an interesting thing to be a part of. The, look, Bill, you know this. Wisconsin sports teams don't do this. 
right? <laughs> right? Um, this is this is um, sort of next level, big market, uh, big time pro sports without a lack of conscience. You know, with with a lack of conscience. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to fire a guy who's thirty and thirteen, you know, days away from from becoming the Eastern Conference All Star coach because of the the, the record they have. Um, the guy that your superstar signed off on and you fire him. And it's basically because he couldn't command the locker room and this defense was an issue. Yeah. Doc Rivers better walk in and there better be a pretty quick change in scheme in effectiveness. Um, Damian Lillard's and Giannis's, you know, on court relationship I don't mean to stir up stuff there off court, but their on court, as we know, has been a little herky jerky. Um, you know, the pick and roll has been a question all year. Is, is that going to change? Yeah. So look, Doc's been through all this before, but I, I would say, Phil, there's definite pressure and definite expectation, even more so than on Adrian Griffin when he took this job. So real quick before I let you go, um, you know, what do you now that you've got Doc, what do you expect to see out of because at this point, don't you have to look to the leaders? Don't you have to look to Giannis? Don't you have to look to Dame? Don't you have to look to Middleton to say, okay, now we believe we've got the train back on the tracks. Here we go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's still it's still a players league in that way. You know, Doc comes in with with a resume and all these wins, et cetera. Um, and he's also got some bad, some bad playoff exits in these last eight years too, Bill. I mean, I, that's, I mean, we can get into that another day, right? But yeah, it, it is on, it is on Giannis, Dame, Chris, Brooke, Bobby, you know, the core of this team that has been frustrated, that has spoke of miscommunications that has spoken of, you know, some sort of disconnect on the court um, to, to make this work, whatever that is. I mean, if they're better, look, we like to say they're championship guys. They've won rings. They're all NBA. They're walking hall of famers. They're, you know, they're ABCD. Well, if this doesn't work, well, what's right. truly the disconnect here? Like, are, are they, I don't know. Are, are they the group? I mean, we'll, we'll find out. Obviously the bucks are betting that they are, and they just needed a change in, in leadership at the top. Uh, we'll see, Bill. We'll see. Hey, real quick before I let you go, and, and this was brought up to me yesterday, and I, it, it was a legitimate question now. We knew a guy in Terry Stotts that was a head coach and had success. He came here to be an assistant, and before the season even got going, he left. Did he look at this and went, whoa, this, this no, this, this is not going to work and I don't want to be a part of it? Or did he have his own ideas and tried to say, hey, I see the train going down the tracks and then eventually careening off the tracks he tried to prevent it and just ended up butting heads with Adrian Griffin. Do we know why he specifically left? Look, until Terry decides to say so, we'll, we'll never exactly know, Bill. But um, I and look, and this is always going to be part of the story of this season, especially for Adrian. However, I do think that was more of an issue between two men and, and their roles. I.e., Terry Stotts had been a head coach for 15 years been out of the league, came back, and all of a sudden is being asked to do assistant coach work and maybe not wanting to do that as much. <laughs> and, then there's, and then there's Adrian Griffin, who's trying to establish himself as a head coach for the first time. I, 
it's always going to be part of it, Bill. It's always going to be there, so I can't discount that entirely. But I do think that was more of a a, a fit issue and a, a roles issue than sort of the the first domino. But again, <laughs> unless Terry says so, uh, which he may never if he never works again, um, you know that's always going to be part of this story for sure. Jim, great stuff, buddy. Way to be on top of it. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll touch base as things continue to progress. If not, we'll talk to you again next week, okay? All right, sounds good, Bill. Talk to you then. All right, bud. Talk to you later. There you go. Jim Ozarski of the Journal Sentinel. Good stuff from Jimmy. Good stuff. Digging a little bit deeper and uh, trying to keep things close to the vest, but also trying to get, give us as much detail as possible. I, I He's right. You should be – if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you should be thrilled because winning games is not enough. Winning games with style points, winning games correctly, winning games in preparation for the postseason. Otherwise, we were looking at wash, rinse, repeat. And, and I kept saying that because why – you know, I, I know – I'm listening this afternoon or this morning, and they're going off about how Budenholzer got fired and his brother was, you know, killed in a car crash tragically. And I understand all of that. But it wasn't about the failure in the postseason. It was about the what we saw coming down the tracks. We saw it. We knew it was about to happen. We, we saw them get big leads only to piss away big leads and fight like hell against bad teams just to get a win. And they were able to do it. But you can't do that night in and night out against really good teams. And a really good team whooped their ass. They just ran out of energy. They, they just didn't play defense. Third quarter was the nemesis. Man, they'd be up by 40. Next thing you know, you turn back on the TV or you'd be at the game and you look back out of the, the seat from talking to your friends and all of a sudden the Bucks are only up by three. And it's a battle in the fourth quarter and you're biting your nails and then they get the win and you're like, this is great, way to go. And it's like, no. No, they, you, you can't allow bad teams to do this. Why is this happening all the time? Same thing. Same thing. Bucks are winning games. they got a good record. But why is it happening all the time that they're battling with a team like Detroit, for God's sakes? Come on, man. Detroit. You should be ashamed of yourself. So was it the coach or was it the team? Because now, nobody else to blame. That mirror is freaking big, man. That mirror is over seven foot tall and 40 feet wide. Everybody now has to look themselves in the mirror. And if the same crap continues to happen, it's not the coaching. It's not the coaching. It's the guys inside the square, without a doubt. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Stay right where you're at. We've got a whole lot more to talk about. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to do under one roof Potawatomi Hotel Casino go to paysbig.com that is paysbig.com and uh, check out everything from the rock and brews the street eats 360 bar dream dance steakhouse so much sports book the kiosks are open you want to throw down a little bit on uh, some of your favorite games teams whatever it happens to be and then they've got to the slots table games bingo I can go on and on they've got so much and it's all under one roof, and you can stay right there. Stay and play. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig. 
Potawatomi.com. That is Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Good stuff. Um, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. We'd love to hear from you. So um, let's do this. Uh, we, we got people on hold. Uh, Dave Schrader coming up here at the bottom of the hour. By the way, Dave is not with CBS. He's with ABC. I want to make sure I get that correct. I was erroneous in, uh, in my assumption. Uh, and I apologize to Dave, and I apologize to WBAY-TV. But they are ABC, not CBS. But Dave is there anyway. So we see Dave every year. Dave's a, a great guy, and I love uh, you know chatting with him. We get a chance to spend a little time together uh, at Super Bowl every year. He kind of goes and does his thing, but uh, between him and Mike Clemens and those guys are out and about, always good to, uh, always good to see him. And I see Dave at the games as well. But we're going to talk with Dave coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, let's go to uh, Jim listening to us in Oshkosh. Jim, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Good morning, Bill. I have a question from a year ago. Sure. A year ago at this time, when they were talking about Jim Leonard, I read a lot of conflicting uh, opinions that he might not relate well to NFL players with their pay uh, scale that they're at now, as opposed to the blue-collar, two-and-three-star recruits in college they did so well with what is your feeling on that and what have you heard i um that's a great question um i have heard that jim is an incredibly smart guy jim's a guy that's been there done that he's earned his stripes in the nfl and i think uh as long as and i don't know why he would not relate well to you know paid players to professional players because he was in those locker rooms he knows it as well as anybody he knows what it takes to have the smarts to be able to execute a defense. So I, I, I wouldn't understand why somebody would say that uh, about him. And I guess it's because he was coaching in, in the collegiate level, but he was coaching his alma mater. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, saying something. And a lot of guys cut their teeth in collegiate ball before they come back up and coach in the NFL. So I don't know why anybody would assume that unless there is some type of a disconnect that we don't know about, but it certainly seemed like they wanted to hire him. And he is the one that said, no, now's the right time because you, he assumed, like a lot of us assumed, that once Paul Chris decided to retire, that Jim Leonard was going to get that program. And then obviously things didn't work out that way with Paul Chris getting fired and such. So I, I don't know why Jim Leonard would not be a good fit, um, maybe just being out of football for a year, I, other than I have no idea. I, I know he's probably going to get at least a phone call, you would assume. But uh, there's also a lot of guys on that list that I would call as well. And and if you've got a guy like in a relationship like Matt LaFleur has with Vrabel, if you've got a guy that's been there, done that, and can give you head, head coaching advice as well, like, say, Ron Rivera, if you want to lean on somebody, I mean, there's there's a lot, a lot of experience you could have inside that locker room if you went in that direction with Vrabel or Rivera. So I don't know if Jim Leonard's on the top of the list or the bottom of the list, but you would assume – at some point, he might get a call or at least a nod to say, hey, we'd like to revisit this again. Let's talk. You know what I mean? I understand that, but I'm wondering if he would need to do a year or two as assistant defensive coordinator or DB's coach in the NFL just to get the nuances of football, NFL style in 2024-25. 
I, I that's a great question. Only he could probably answer unless he wanted to appreciate the phone call, unless he wanted to become a part of somebody's staff. But don't you think he probably would have by now? He was considered one of the top defensive coordinators in college. So my, this is what I heard years ago, and I'm going to go back to my thoughts on this. And, and considering the situation as it is right now, I got to assume it to be true. Jim loves the state of Wisconsin. His family loves the state of Wisconsin. He wants his kids to remain here, to grow up here, to, to go to school here. He loves being in Wisconsin. So to have a job working for Wisconsin was like the dream. Had he become the head coach, it would have been even more the dream. Um, I think he didn't take the Packers job because he thought he was in line to take the Wisconsin job when Paul Chris retired. The reason he didn't take a defensive coordinator's role with Bielema was because he wanted to remain in Wisconsin. He does it most of the time via Zoom, from what I understand. At least that's the way it originally was set up, because he wanted to remain in Wisconsin. So I think part of the reason he hasn't gone to a staff and become some kind of a, a... you know, a student of the game, if you will, is because he wants to remain in Wisconsin. He's he's played at Wisconsin. He's made his money in the NFL. I'm sure he got he has a pension. I'm, you know, I don't think he's hurting. So my assumption is, if he can remain in Wisconsin and become a defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, that would be the job that he would take. But I think that's part of the reason he has not taken a job outside of the state of Wisconsin is because he he loves it here, and he doesn't have to do it. I have no reporting on Jim Leonard. I do have reporting now from Rob Domofsky that Brandon Staley, who was fired by the Chargers this year, and a lot of people have kind of been thinking, oh, Staley, Matt LaFleur, their buddies, he is not expected to be a candidate, according to a source with Rob okay. Domofsky. So if anyone's starting to make their list, according to this report, and I don't know why we wouldn't trust it, Rob is great, you can cross off Brandon Staley. Yeah. You don't have to worry about him. And I am, I he was never on my list. Never on my list. After watching that train wreck go down out there in L.A., he was never on my list. Oh, my goodness, no. Well, and it's, it's the uh, same scheme. It's, it's the same right. scheme that Joe Barry runs, so I don't know why that would make a lot of sense either. And he went down kind of in, in, in obstinance. Remember how, you know, Essie he got with a reporter here after the Chargers played here? So, I, he yeah, he did not go down in a very likable way, so to speak. And with all the problems they had defensively. So, yeah, well, that's good. Uh, let's do this. We're going to talk with uh, Dave Schrader, WBAY-TV. He is going to join us right after the bottom of the hour break here. Stay right where you're at. Don't go anywhere. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at Lux Golf Bays, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. Part of the Rock Complex in Franklin, Wisconsin. They have everything. If you want to go to Lux Golf Bays and have some food brought to you, some beverages brought to you, whether it's an outing, whether it's you and your friends, whether it's some kind of a, a team bonding thing for your company, whatever it happens to be, go to L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That is LuxGolfBays.com. Or downstairs, they have the new pizzeria. They've got the doghouse. They've got Blend Cocktail Bar across the street. Uh, if you want to go to Lux and then afterwards drop the family off and let them go to the Snow Hill for a while, you can do that. There is so much going on over there at the Ballpark Commons. It's not funny. They got everything. It's an entertainment complex. That's LuxGolfBays.com. L-U-X-E. LuxGolfBays.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Good to have you back. Glad you're along for the ride. We certainly appreciate it. Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on, and if you are just waking up, Joe Barry, no longer the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, now the list begins. And I know, look, uh, you know, Jim Leonard had hip surgery in the offseason uh, and took a year off, and uh, he was just uh, a a, uh, a consultant for, uh, you know, Brett Bielema and Illinois, and I know that Johnny Hollins has been kind of dealing with uh, a, a form of cancer and so maybe he not might not be in the equation. I just when when asked about certain names that could be out there that you would think about maybe talking to if they have that ability, those are some of the guys that I was talking about earlier. We also look at Ron Rivera. There's Rabel. There's there's numerous assistant coaches that are on the docket. Who knows? Who knows? Let's bring him in now. Uh, Dave Schrader, WBAY TV, uh, ABC in Green Bay, joining us uh, on the hotline. Dave, how you doing, man? I'm well. I'm well. How about you, Bill? I am doing good. Uh, we I can't believe, first and foremost, that uh, we're only, what, about 10 days away from leaving for Vegas? Now, when are you heading out? Uh, the weekend before. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. So we uh, we are all leaving about the same time and, and covering the entire week. So always look forward to it. Now, the news breaks today that uh, Joe Barry is no more. I don't think anybody is shocked by this whatsoever. Uh, give me your thoughts. First of all, let's deal with Joe Barry uh, do you think there's a short list of guys out there that would, you know, that that Matt Lafleur would like to bring in? He obviously has relationships with many. I think so, definitely. But I also think that the big name, the splash name, isn't always the right hire. Remember when Matt was hired, the the big name out there that hiring cycle was like Josh McDaniels, who was one of the big names, and obviously Matt Lafleur has done far better than anyone else in that hiring cycle, and he's someone that people had to learn about that they didn't know about going into that offseason probably so do you think this hire comes from Matt LaFleur do you think this hire is collective with Gudekinst or do you think that all of a sudden Mark Murphy chimes because I Mark's kind of like hey I made the head coaching hire I've got my GM in place they've done pretty well I'm going to let them handle this I think it's totally Matt's Matt's decision so then Matt you would assume has got Vrabel on speed dial right Right. I think that's an interesting – if you're a head coach, a respected head coach, are you really going to take a coordinator post or would you sit out a year? I mean, Dan Quinn obviously has taken a coordinator post with the Cowboys, but that would be a slam-dunk awesome hire, especially with his brother on the staff and all that. But the question is, what does Mike want to do? Right. I know Ron Rivera said that if he didn't get a head coaching gig, he wanted to uh, you know, go back to being a coordinator. Do you think Ron Rivera would be a guy that would be looked at? I think, yes, absolutely. All the names that are being thrown around and Giro Evero as well, I, I think these guys are all going to be getting calls from the 920 area code today right. if they haven't already. The, the question is, how many do they interview before making a decision? And is there a hot name that they're going to lose if they don't jump on right away? And in Good the point. end, uh, you, you mentioned Jim Leonard. How funny. If he had just accepted the job that was reportedly offered to him three years ago, I think it might have been better for all parties involved. But you can't predict the future. He thought he had a shot at right. the, the Badger thing, liked what he had going there. Uh, what if, you know? Right. No doubt. Uh, now the way the season ended, uh, let me, let me, let's start there. Uh, I, I think we all know that uh, Jordan Love uh, probably in many people's minds exceeded expectations. He's going to get some kind of a contract this coming off season. 
But what else does this need, team need to do? I mean, I think it's secondary. I think obviously depth on the offensive line. You can never have enough pass rush. Uh, there were some things that worked out well, some things that didn't. So give me your synopsis of this uh, this past season. I think it went better than anyone expected. I, I thought going into the year they could have eight or nine wins. But the way that they did it from coming back from the dead was just an amazing experience to cover and to see happen. And the way they did it, it wasn't like they were getting by on the defense while Jordan figured out what was going on. Um, you know, they lost a lot with both sides of the ball sharing in the misery early and then both sides sharing in the success late. And the way that Jordan Love played down the stretch is, honestly, let's be real about it. As the best quarterback in the NFL down the stretch, I don't think anyone could have expected in their wildest fever dream. It was incredible. Do you uh, go to the defense real quick? Because we saw some guys progress, some guys regress. Rashawn Gary, uh, do you what? What do you think was the problem with Rashawn Gary? Because obviously, coming back from the knee injury, and everybody knows that it takes you usually a year. So, do we just say, "Hey, it was that issue," or was there something more? I think a couple things can be true. He still doesn't have a double-digit sack season. He was in the same draft class as Max Crosby. Done nothing but do that. Rashawn Gary had nine this year. He had three in a game, three in a game, and then three in the rest of the games combined. That's really interesting. And it's not great for your, your, the guy you're paying all that money to not have that production. But that said, he draws attention. He creates quarterback pressure and allows others to get sacks. But at the same time, if you're going to be the best of the best, you want to be a defensive player of the year candidate, you've got to be doing it regardless of how much attention is given to you, you have to be making the plays. I think Rashawn Gary uh, is a very, very good player. He's played, he's paid as if he's a defensive player of the year candidate. And I think as his knee progresses, the expectations next year have to be that you're going to be getting 10 to 15 sacks and you're going to be challenging for that defensive player of the year award just because of the money invested in him. See, I never saw him as that guy. I always saw him as just well, a steady they paid guy. Him as that you know? guy. <laughs> right. I agree with you. No, I agree with you. Um, I but I agree with the other aspect of what you said. He also draws attention, which has also made other guys as good or better. Right. Uh, and which he I want to start the defense Let... without the stats. There's no denying that. Correct. It's just Correct. The amount of dollars they gave. It's kind of like not with dollars, but with draft cash. When they drafted AJ Hawk, what fifth overall? There's a lot of expectation. You can be a darn good player, but when you're paid really high or drafted really high, which, I mean, Gary was both. He's their highest draft pick in, like, the last 10 years, I think. Um, then then there are expectations that are more than being a really, really good player. So let, let me ask you about the middle side of things with Devondre Campbell. Obviously, he played with some injury. He tried to cap, come back from injury. He ended up tweeting out that he wasn't going to do that anymore. His wife said <laughs> the season can't get over soon enough. Do you think with that and then the Jair stuff that there was some danger that, that maybe that's also what led up to the Joe Barry firing that because this was quick. This was like, hey, Joe, you're done. We'll talk to you later. This was this was get out. So do you think that there was uh, like something else going on beneath the surface that was very, very frustrating for all the defensive guys? I think one of Matt LaFleur's biggest skills is his is myriad of people skills he he deals with people of all egos of all backgrounds very well you don't hear anyone from any of his stops in the league ever say a bad word about Matt. he knows how to massage relationships even the suspension of jair it seems like that has turned out to be good for the lines of communication there 
you need that from your defensive boss as well. Matt, Matt's good at doing it all, but I, I think the, the next defensive coordinator has to be good, not at just scheming it up, but making sure everyone buys in, making sure everyone is really on the same page, and making sure that everyone's contributions are brought together and that everyone feels like they are part of a successful operating unit. And that's hard to do because people have different opinions of how things should be done. Players have different skill sets that you have to augment through your scheme, not just what your brain hatches up for the perfect circumstance. You have to look at the circumstance you have with your veterans, with your rookies, with different positions, and you, you have to bring it all together. And I think that that is something that they will look for in their next defensive coordinator. I, I love Joe Barry. He's a great person. But the fact that Devondre was tweeting those things and Jair was going off the wall, missing a lot of games, people were scratching their heads. I think they need someone who can bring that room together, demand accountability, and be be an alpha as well in in that department and really set the standard, so to speak, on that side of the wall. Do you think that uh, Jair? I mean, did you see you saw Jair's post about thanks for six great years and blah blah blah? That to me, when people said, "Oh my God, Jair's leaving," I said, "Wait a minute, they're not cutting him because they owe him a lot of money. He's not going to demand a trade uh, because they owe him a lot of money." I, to me, it's just Jair saying thank you because of everything that went on this season. Do you see it that way? I don't pretend to understand exactly where he's coming from most of the time, <laughs> and after a suspension, like. I feel like it killed some of his free spirit a little bit because he was—he said verbatim, "Has this changed you at all? What's going to? I'm going to be a lot more serious in interviews." Yeah, I, I've always appreciated Jaws' personality, but it has also been something that plays well when you're playing well. You know, it's kind of like you—you—you you, you can't be this aloof, strange cat when things aren't going well. You need to buckle down and be serious at that time. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see moving forward what type of personality we see from Ja. Because obviously during the offseason, it's not the urgency of win and get in down the stretch where he changed his tune. I wonder how that plays. Because his personality has value. But you also have to have him understanding the greater good there. Right, no doubt. Hey, before I let you go, so what kind of a timeline do you think that uh, Matt LaFleur has right now for, you know, f- completing the staff and getting himself a defensive coordinator? I'd say in the next week, right? I mean, the hiring cycles are only heating up. Once the head coaches fall in line, the coordinators will start to be snapped up. I, I think it's got to be quick. Yeah, me too. Good stuff as always, Dave. Looking forward to seeing you next week out uh, or the week after out in Super Bowl, and uh, we'll talk to you then, okay? Sounds good, Bill. Thanks. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Dave Schrader, WBAY-TV, ABC in uh, Green Bay. Good to get uh, good to get Dave's perspective on all of that, and I agree with him. It's like you, you don't – you can't pretend to know. You can try to understand sometimes where Jair comes from. But he's right. When things are starting to break apart, and we talked about this. These are, I mean, this again, this is not any kind of in-depth insight that we brought to the table. I think it's more so master of the obvious. But when you started to see Devondre Campbell speak out, Jair, and that issue start to happen, you saw a lot of finger-pointing, guys talking about they didn't know where they were supposed to go. Why are we changing things up? Rasul Douglas, um, you know, kind of didn't go on camera but spoke to, to a group of reporters about what, what the hell, you know. And suddenly he was gone. You looked at things and you thought, there's some things that aren't right uh, defensively speaking. Because you weren't hearing about the same issues on the offensive side of the ball. So you knew it wasn't Matt LaFleur. You knew it wasn't him. And now what seemingly is the, or was, 
the at least uh, antithesis of the problem is is no more. And maybe they bring in a different personality that can rally all those guys together. So uh, anyway, good stuff from uh, Dave Schrader, WBAY-TV. Uh, up in Green Bay. Good to talk to him and good to get his perspective on all of this. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so again. 877-867-1670. Our buddy at Dwayne's covered all. Dwayne, I saw Dwayne last weekend. As a matter of fact, he was with us uh, last weekend and up in Tomahawk and him and his uh, you know, long time live in uh, Amy. They uh, came over and said hello and we had a great time with him this past weekend and uh, shared a little tequila with them. At a Mexican restaurant up there in uh, Wausau on Friday night. So really good stuff. Uh, our buddy Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That's Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, whether it's a boat cover, uh, upholstery, awnings, gym equipment, office furniture, home furniture, whatever it happens to be, an heirloom, he can do it. All you got to do is just get a hold of him, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119, or just simply go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. you back tonight we have the huddle six to eight tonight oh we got a lot to talk about oh my goodness we got a lot to talk about tonight whole bunch of stuff by the way mark scofield sb nation coming up after the top of the hour we're going to run around the nfl and talk about not only the afc and nfc championship games but all the other news that's going on uh you've got drama down in dallas nobody has hired bill belichick i want to get into that coming up here momentarily so we're going to talk about all this stuff uh coming up here shortly uh but tonight Getting off the air, and before I go on the air tonight, tonight uh, heading down to Robert's Specialty Meats, and I, I, I shoveled out a little pathway to the grill. So I'm going to do some grilling tonight. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, there's no better place to go, uh, whether it's for the Al Capone roast, normal steaks and chops, if you're going to go for some of the specialty stuff like bacon wrap fillets, if you're going to go for the ribs on a stick, the garlic parm chicken skewers, or some of their handmade sausages that have different flavors, such as the jalapeno brats, the jalapeno and cheese brats, the bacon cheeseburgers, the mushroom and Swiss burgers, everything's already added in, uh, or just the Al Capone sausages. Oh, my God, they're so good. You put some marinara and some Parmesan on top of those things, and it's just fantastic. So good stuff. From Robert's Specialty Meats in Waukesha, and if uh, they're listening to the program, and a lot of the times they do, just uh, get ready because I'm coming down. <laughs> I'll be down there a little bit later on this evening. They are your hometown butcher. Now, Here's something to think about. And I got an email, and this is from Bob. Bob says, uh, he said, hey, Bill, if nobody takes him as a head coach, do you think Bill Belichick would be open to running the defense as a coordinator? My answer to that is no. No. I think Bill Belichick would probably ride off into the sunset or become a consultant or something and then get back into coaching. Here's the thing with Bill Belichick. Um, and the reason he, I, I believe he probably has not been hired yet is because Bill wants to control what Bill can control. And how do you look at staff 
and say, hey, we're hiring Bill Belichick, which he's probably talking to a GM and an owner, knowing that Bill wants to come in and you as the GM, he wants gone. It's a, it's a difficult scenario, which is why Harbaugh, I believe, has his choice of where he wants to go. And then maybe somebody will fill in the blanks behind Belichick. Belichick probably would make the most sense out in L.A. for the Chargers, but for different reasons. We'll talk about that coming up. Mark Scofio, SB Nation, going to join us after the top of the hour. But I cannot imagine Bill Belichick taking over the, the defense in Green Bay. I would, I would love it because he's got a great mind, but I don't think that's where he wants to be. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. We're not going anywhere. Mark Schofield, SB Nation, coming up next.